I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi family, welcome to Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright. And fasten your seatbelt, you are in for a powerful conversation. My guest and dear friend today joining me um, in, in today's conversation is an international prophet. She's a highly respected member of the Prophetic Council worldwide and she's, a, she's an amazing woman and those of us that are privileged to call her friends know the authenticity of her incredible depth of intimacy that she walks in with Jesus and the integrity that she operates in as a, as a, as a global prophet and a, a globally recognized prophet. Um, a voice for this time. So it is my absolute honor and joy to welcome into the conversation today, Emma Stark. Emma, welcome. Thank you so much, Liz. It is a real joy to be back. And I thought, oh. about, I, I thought about how beautiful you are. And I thought, you know, I might try it and wear matching lipstick colors. That was my <laughs> thought as I was powdering my nose before we came on. We'll change all sorts of lives and kill all sorts of demons in the next few minutes together. But, you <laughs> know, important things first. Yeah, and then we'll toddle off in our stilettos, handbag and red lipstick. <laughs> Girl power. <laughs> oh, Emma, I want to just start by um, asking you if you would share with us what's strongly in your spirit right now, because I know that um, Jesus has been speaking to you and, and you have a real word for, us, for all of us right now. Yes, I do. Thank you so much, Liz. I heard the Lord. I mean, he stood up when I was in the spirit realm. And uh, often I see just, you know, Jesus and God sitting on the thrones together and they're chatting. And, you know, they, they oh, clearly they, they get on so well. And you love being with the Godhead because it's such a safe and fun relational space, isn't it? I love watching Jesus' interaction with God. I love their kind of in-jokes and their wry smiles at each other and their kind of how they battle plan you know for our best the whole time I, I love that kind of leadership dynamic that you watch when you watch the Holy Spirit in there and they're, they're kind of in jokes but we get to be part of when we get to know them really well but God stood up and from his mouth he just uh he he, he actually shouted ecclesia no! And there was this of like the rush of the force of God, Ecclesia at night. And of course he bangs his stick on the ground and the whole floor of heaven reverberates. And I felt like the Lord was saying that there is an anointing that has been released on the back of all the years of teaching on the Ecclesia, on all the years of preparation. Like you wrote a book on it, didn't you? Yeah, on I did. 
on all the writings that we've corporately had. And this ecclesia now where God says, I am decreeing that you will experience what it is to be an ecclesia live member of the radical community of the kingdom of God. And the spirit of the Lord said, ecclesia, it is time for you to shock the demonic, not just because you're going to preach a message of how you get to heaven, but you're going to be such a transformed community that you're going to know what it is to preach a gospel of transformation, not of evacuation, that you are going to live in such a rich uh, stream of my power and my radical anointing that you will be the provocation to the world that I have always longed for you to be and that the world is going to say, how do you live with such hope? share it with me how do you behave so differently and the spirit of the Lord says the kingdom of God is about to be embodied and demonstrated in the rise of the ecclesia and the radicalness that I'm going to put within them that's just my starter for 10 <laughs> oh my goodness family did you feel the wave of anointing when you said ecclesia now I felt the power of God hit us literally like hitters and um, I mean it's we're in such a time of awakening aren't we even though the, the the circumstances are as they are and the world is shaking and there's so much tremendous difficulty we are we are rising I mean I know obviously my book as you know as you mentioned Ecclesia Rising that was what Jesus was showing me he is bringing us forth now as an expression of his nature of his government in the earth yes. where we are literally shining ones Yes. And I think, Liz, we, we, we think, well, I've got to make the world a better place. Now, yes, we do have to make the world a better place. But actually, God's way of advancing his kingdom is to start by making the ecclesia a better place that we as the people of God become a more compelling place, that we become the on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm in Revelation 1 verse 6 on the back of that, he made us to be a kingdom, that you and I are being made the kingdom of God. And, and let me just say this, God's strategy is not to fix the world. Now stay with me because that sounds controversial. God's strategy is not to fix the world, but to plant a new world right in the middle of the old one. That's the ecclesia, the new kingdom, the new nation, the new tribe, the new people of God to woo the world to him through us. And I felt like the Lord was saying, look, I stopped some gatherings. I stopped some gatherings and we, we hankered after it and we wanted them back. And God said, no, I had to stop a version of church that was not transformed enough to transform anything outside of their four walls. And this ecclesia, no, cry of the Lord is God saying, I'm going to so transform you that you will be utterly compelling to everybody round about you. You see, you're not called just to transform the world only. You are called to be a transformed world.
You and I are going to be a transformed world that the world looks at and is captivated by the beauty of Christ in the midst of us and they run in. And this ecclesia is this beautiful, multifaceted, uh, warfaring bride who are so radical, so radical in their forgiveness, so radical in their ability to meet out restoration, so radical in their deliverance of the captives, so radical in their choosing life. Who wouldn't want to run from the world into the arms of Jesus? Because this ecclesia is going to look like they should look like for the first time in many generations. Oh, come on. Everything in my spirit. Yes, yes, yes. And all the encounters I've been having recently, it's all to do with this. I've been experiencing, Emma, this this new level of just desire to completely surrender to Jesus, completely abandon myself to him and a new grace for us to be able to enter into that place where what I've been experiencing is that he will become we will become consumed by him. He will take possession of us. The world will grow strangely dim. Yes, we will, we will take notice of the, of the difficulties and we have our governmental authority to be able to, to release the, uh, the creation from its bondage to decay, Romans 8. But right now we're, we are, like you say, it's Ecclesia now. We're being brought into, this is the invitation is what I've been feeling. We're being brought into this unprecedented level of capacity to be consumed by Jesus, to know him like we've never known him before. So we even, it's breath to breath, eye to eye, face to face, in the divine intertwining entanglement of our oneness with him, where we have perspective. We know him as sovereign king like we've never known him. We have perspective with regards to the realm of darkness and to the power that we have because of whose nature we're carrying. The one where, you know, we're going to see him as sovereign king family like never before. And I just, so I've been consumed in this place of desire to just continue to yield, yield my spirit to him yield my life back to him and I've been it's like my eyes have got a new grace on them to just the eyes of my heart to just lock onto him like never before and expect the miraculous to flow through you know like never before and like you said the world will be so attracted because they'll it's like Jesus's prayer isn't it isn't it that you know the world will look upon us and know that we are his disciples because we look like him because we're love Yes, yeah, totally. And I, I felt like it, what I've written in my notes actually just this morning, so this is hot off the prophetic press list, was, <laughs> it's not law changes, it's lordship changes. It's yeah. not leadership changes, it's lordship changes. That actually what we are finding now is that we are crying, Jesus is Lord, and we're coming back to his sovereignty. And of course, I think that the Lord is saying to us, you become the better place. You become the place of my sovereignty. You become the demonstration of what it looks like to have me as Lord. And then I will be compelling to the world. And I heard the Lord say this, there is a wildness I am putting back in the hearts of my people. The Lord says, my extreme ones are rising. And then I heard the Lord say this, if you feel dry and crack 
stuffed and parched and devoid of fullness on your insides. You are those who in your dryness take hope because you are the most flammable. And I heard the Lord say, flammable church, flammable church, my fire will consume you and you will rise burning and you will deal once and for all with the spider's webs that have laid around you in curses, in containment and in limitation. You will become the flames that burn all opposition. The spiders of witchcraft that have stood against the ecclesia will be cast down. Oppression will be cast off and this wild flammable burning church God is resetting in the earth and I am almost uncontainable in my excitement about it because I feel like the bride has been in such a period of mourning and of loss of identity and right now God has ordained it the time to say no 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 church yeah, yeah absolutely oh my <laughs> it's contagious the passion that you're carrying with this message Emma I was one I was, I was going to ask you a question oh my goodness there's about five different encounters going through my spirit right now that I want to share but I'll just rein myself for a second I want to I want to ask you a question so when you said there about the lordship we're coming into the experience of the lordship of Jesus yes. Yes. I just wanted to say to you, um, for people that are in the family that are listening and watching this right now, how do we get from where we are into the Lordship of Jesus? I mean, I know one way for me is about literally taking an inventory of my heart and making sure every area is surrendered. But what would you say to give somebody practical keys to go into this next level? To experience yes. what you're talking about totally. under the Lordship of Jesus? What totally. would you say? There are several prayers that I pray uh, in that. And, uh, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Something in me has got to give him the scale of his greatness. And I think that whilst we are in intimate friendship, he is still the master of the universe, you know. And so if I pray, magnify the Lord with me, oh, my soul, very simple prayers, magnify the Lord. I find that there is something in me that suddenly goes, oh, oh <laughs> you are the Lord because I have made you huge. And I tell you the other thing that I, that I don't do, I'm grabbing my diary here. See, most of us sit with our diaries like this. Now, Lord, I've got this on today. Would you like to bless it? Now, Lord, here's my calendar. You know, we are, we're all guilty of that. Now, I've got this meeting. I really like the Holy Fire on this meeting, you know, and God, if you could just start this right before I get to it, you know, and there's such a sense of God meet me on my cat this is my calendar you know <laughs> meet me on my calendar God meet on my calendar and I think when you ask God to continually meet you on your calendar you accidentally develop a small-mindedness and you accidentally develop a selfish approach whereas if you pray God I want to meet you on your calendar what are you doing today God what are you excited about in nations 
and you suddenly come off the my Wednesday and what it must contain and you go well God what are you doing in nations and you start to actually close your own calendar your own wish list and you put it down you are right in the Matthew 6 of seek first his kingdom and everything else gets fixed and so it's these kind of thought processes of I must steward his lordship. I must see him as the God of the nations. I must understand that his agenda, his calendar, his thoughts for the day are more important than God bless my two o'clock meeting. And I think when you start to pray, you know, and so what happens is you're doing your teeth in the morning and you're saying to God, you, you know, start in those practical places. Jesus, how are you today? You know, clean my teeth. Jesus, what are you doing in Iraq today? Jesus, what are you doing in Syria today? And you start to just see him as the Lord of all things rather than me and my small world. And I think we've got to train ourselves into the expansiveness of God who is Lord of all. And actually very personally, you got to nail, oh my goodness, if you can't get on your knees and something in the physical kneeling shifts who he is and maybe I shouldn't say this I actually like to kneel naked you might need to edit that bit out <laughs> too much information darling <laughs> but in that I want to find myself in my truest form of vulnerability yeah it's powerful I, I, I don't I actually don't want my hair done I actually don't want my makeup on I actually don't want the trappings however that best looks for you I don't want the game of let's pretend I don't want the cosmetics that I put on for everybody else I want to come in my most exposed form on my face on my knees on occasion that remind me that he's in charge and I'm not yeah oh honestly Emma that's that's really really important isn't it it's really important to be able to be completely like you say bare naked vulnerable completely laid bare before Jesus totally authentic and yes. meaningful you know when you were speaking um I love the way you communicate. You know that. I love it. It's so brilliant. But I, I, it was reminding me of Song of Solomon 8, you know, where the Shulamite comes out of the wilderness. And I believe this is in part where we are right now. We're coming out of the wilderness leaning. Yes. We're beginning to realize the wisdom of leaning. That actually, like you said, we are not God. He is. You know, he is, he is, he, yes, we can have the intimate oneness. Yes, he's daddy God, he's father, but actually he's also king of kings and lord of lords. He's creator, you know, and it's that sovereignty and the intimacy together, isn't it? That's going to be, I think, married in the revelation that we carry as the ecclesia begins to manifest now. You know, but yeah. I think, go ahead. I think the decree Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord and the repetitiveness of that that is key for this time I don't know about you but what I've noticed during this lockdown because we do an awful lot of broadcasting back and forward is that probably the last 
the 15 years of the church, we've watched the fight against our independent spirits. That, that we, we, there was a rebelliousness in the hearts of the saints, um, sometimes deliberately and sometimes accidentally, to be rebellious rather than surrendered. And this independent spirit was almost prized, you know. Um, and what I find in the pain and the hardship emotionally of the lockdown and quarantine and pandemic type stuff, and even the crisis in the nations, I'm watching people start to say, I want to, to belong. I want to be part of something. And I feel like we are watching the church, having gone through one of the biggest um, tests and challenges of Almighty God to say, I will do something to you where you realize that being alone and being independent is not what you want at all. Yeah. And how else could we learn this en masse? Yeah. And I, the Lord caught me up into the heavenly realms, oh, uh, Thursday, maybe Friday morning, hard to keep track. It's most days, but recently. And I walked into this massive gymnasium, this kind of like sports hall. And as far as I could see were the saints of the Most High God in gym equipment. <laughs> and it, each had an angel who was like their sparring training partner. And God and I were walking through it. And the angels, you know, had those punching pads up going to the saints, punch here, no here, no here. You know, and the Lord said, I have had the church in sparring, boxing, and punching training as with angel coaches to give you resistance training. I've been expanding your stamina. I've been building your muscle. And though some of you have felt whipped and put through your emotional and spiritual paces, you are an army that I have got in shape like never before. And although you may feel the weariness of the battle and the training, the Lord says you have learned about warfare and you are more in shape than you have ever been in your lives for what I'm about to require of you in the nation, says the Lord. Oh my goodness. And you can feel that kind of like, who? because we've got to tell ourselves the God story. We can't just say, well, I felt exhausted by it and I felt worn out and that's my take. God, what's your version of what's been going on in the midst of this? And I feel your hunger right now for Jesus, that sense of, God, I don't want the sinking sand of man. And I feel like the Lord is saying, you have had too much of man's words in your minds. You have had too much of man's opinions in your ears. You have built on man's legacy. And the Lord is saying that right now he's going to release to us this ability to hear him afresh so that we may be the army who march to his words and not man's scaffolding and agenda. Yeah, that's so good, Emma. It's so important. I mean, one of the things I would love is for you to be able to pray for people for that. You know, maybe some of the family that feel like, wow, I can't hear him. I don't think I can hear him. 
because there's been so much noise in this last season. There's been so much pressure for people. And, and, and I agree with you. Everything that I'm, everybody I'm speaking to at the moment, everything I'm going through, it's about come, hearing Jesus saying, come aside with me, come back to my feet. Come, I'm going to attune your ears to be to resensitize you and recalibrate you spiritually to be able to really understand your oneness with me and hear my voice. Yeah. And yeah. like you said as well, it coming out from it being us saying, Jesus, please bless our awesome schedule. <laughs> but actually, this is all about leaning into him and his sovereignty and coming in agreement with his perspective of reality, which we need like never before right now. Yes. I think we have got to shout. And I think we've actually out loud, not just in your spirit. And I think you've got to shout in the atmosphere around about you and say this, I put the devil on mute. Yeah. I put <laughs> the word. devil on mute. Yeah, because there's been so much noise. Yeah. You have got to be able to warfare. It's very simple. It's not complicated warfare. I put the devil on mute. And I think you've got to look at the lies that are like snakes around your feet, saying you can't hear God. You're not going to be used. You've missed the boat. Look at that sin. Look at that hindrance. And you've got to start to say it, say over it, point at it, and yeah. see it as a snake at your feet and say, that is a lie. That is a lie. And I feel like that it's, it's this ecclesia uh, 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 now concept where God is saying, where you thought you couldn't overcome, now you will. Where you thought you couldn't trample on serpents and you needed somebody else to do it for you, now you will. Where you thought there was never going to be a shift, now there is. And this warrior bride who is so in love with Jesus, with a sword in their hand, and their head on Jesus' breast, that combination between intimacy and war and intimacy and war, that capability is rising in you right now. And the Spirit of the Lord says, you are not going to be a left behind people. The devil is on mute. And that thing I've believed for years is a lie. Because let me tell you, you are not going to miss out on being the radical community, the ecclesia that is now being released in to the earth yeah oh so i can feel the power coming off you when you speak I mean, yes you can feel it can't you, you can feel the stature of christ rising inside of it when you were speaking it reminded me of an encounter i had which is exactly what you're talking about and i went in the spirit and i was in an, an encounter with jesus and we were on this huge battlefield and as far as i could see there was a demonic of um, an army of the demonic and Jesus and I were sitting on two thrones next to each other and he was very relaxed and he was just gazing at me, staring at me. And I was looking at him, obviously was, was there, was experiencing the whole encounter. And I was getting distracted by this army of the demonic opposite me. And I kept looking at Jesus like, have you not noticed? <laughs> <laughs> thousands of demons over there and Jesus and even though I was with Jesus you know I sort of kept looking and then he just smiled and I was clearly amusing him and he just looked at me and he said yes and king. and the revelation that just flowed straight from his spirit is when you're with me you're in the presence of the king and I abide within you they can look at you but they can't touch you. And this stature just went inside of me of what you're talking about the intimacy and the warrior. Yes. The, the enemy, you know, really living from that perspective, the enemy is 
under our feet. He is under our feet. He is defeated. Yes. Yes, and I feel that this new breed of kingdom ecclesia that's rising, the Lord is saying, you will now be able to handle my great authority. I actually feel like we weren't able to. There was something missing. And sometimes we were all about fight, but no intimacy. And the Lord says, you will now be able to handle my great authority. And the Lord says, it is no longer the time of the prophetic blessing only or the beat about the bush words. It is the days where we are facing plagues in nations. And it is time for those who steward revelation to be able to say with authority, let my people go. And it's going to be a day, Liz, of uncomfortable prophecies. And can I even say uncomfortable intimacies? Because actually we are universally a bit useless at intimacy. And then I do so much marriage counseling I cannot tell you we have lists of people that David and I my husband work with and this phobia of intimacy this this fake kind of intimacy and I feel like the Lord is saying you're going to get over your uncomfortableness with intimacy and I'm going to heal you of your uncomfortableness with intimacy that you may steward this warrior anointing and an ease of intimacy uh, in the days ahead Oh, yeah. Amen. I can feel it. I can feel the weightiness as you're speaking. Absolutely. Oh, we're going to have to finish the show. Oh, my goodness. I could talk to you forever. So in closing, Emma, can I just ask you to just pray, you know, for people right now, we agree. I want to just give Emma complete freedom to speak whenever's in her spirit as honoring her as a prophet. But I just pray for all of yes. you. If you've struggled with being able to hear the voice of God, this is your time. Yes. He is unblocking yes. ears. He is resensitizing us all to be able to step into the place that Emma is talking about. This place of unprecedented history, unprecedented understanding of the Lordship of Jesus, of the kingship and majesty of who he is, as well as his great love for us as our bridegroom king so in finishing emma can i just ask you just to pray and prophesy whatever you want to for, for the family listening sure what i just see on you as you're watching is like a demonic slime that i'm just going to burn up and get off you in the name of jesus because what it looks like is a barrier between you and the fullness of intimacy that you're supposed to have that the enemy has worked on for years so that you always feel like you love jesus but you feel a little bit disconnected so in the name of jesus i lose the fire of God on your bodies and I burn up any hindrances to intimacy right now in Jesus name that is consumed the lines that you believe that you weren't good enough that you couldn't receive his love is utterly destroyed right now in the kindness but the force of God that comes to bring a deep reconnection between you and your Lord and Savior and in the name of Jesus your ears start to open 
open. You'll feel them pop even as I pray, a lot of you. Your ears start to open and the sword goes back into your hand. Feel it right now in the spirit realm. And the spirit of the Lord says, oh, lovers, oh, lovers, take the sword and feel my deep affection as you rise again. And where the spiders have come and you have spent a lifetime in limitation, I decree over you that the limitation is popped off right now by the blazing furnace of your approaching king. And I say to you, Ecclesia, no, arise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I feel many of you have just gone woof into a whole new stature in Christ, filled with hope, filled with fresh power, fresh faith for who we actually are and the time that we're in. Don't let the world define you. Jesus Christ is the truth. He is the way, the truth and the life. He is the tree of life and we get our read from him and him alone. Emma, thank you. As always, it's totally amazing talking with you. You are such a blessing to the body of Christ. Thank you. Bless you. And thank you all. Thank you all for being with us today. Have an amazing week. Bless you all. <laughs>